You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Welcome, family, friends, fans, and foes. It's time once again for Never Sleeps Network's Talking Wrestling. Talking Wrestling. I'm your host, Casey Corbin. Thank you for joining us today on the podcast. But before we get to the podcast, you know what we got to do. You got to hit us up on all the social medias. So get out your little phone and get out your little thumb or your little fingers or your nose. And um, add us on the old Twitter at TNWPod. Hit us up on Instagram at Talking Wrestling Podcast. That's where you can find us on Instagram. Uh, don't be afraid to uh, go on Facebook and check out our Facebook page, uh, Talking Wrestling. Uh, we are also on Spotify. So if you want to put us on a list of podcasts or if you want to uh, give us a favorite or do anything to promote us there, feel free. Um, we are also at uh, Talking Wrestling at gmail.com. Send us a Gmail and uh, let us know what you think. Um, did we say, uh, Facebook, Twitter? Yeah. Instagram? Yep. Gmail? Yep. Spotify? Yep. Oh, um, if you're listening to us on iTunes, uh, check us out. Uh, we are there on iTunes. Give us a favorable review and five-star rating, and, uh, we will be nice enough to send you a 1980s postcard of a wrestler from the, uh, year of 1983-84. And lots of wrestlers are left, so, uh, you know, maybe do that. That might be something you're interested in. So, uh, folks, with that said, um, let's get to the show because we are in the show. We are on the show right now. We are on the road to WrestleMania. And um, even though every year I'm on the road to WrestleMania at this time of year, always looking forward to WrestleMania coming on uh, wherever, whatever service I may have watched it on. Didn't see the first WrestleMania when it happened. It was only at the Robert Gertin Arena in uh, Hull, Quebec. So I never got to see it when I was a kid. Didn't get to see WrestleMania 2 because my friends didn't have, <coughs> excuse me, a satellite dish or the proper cable providers. WrestleMania 3 might have been the first one I remember seeing. Now, all these made news, mind you. I remember the first WrestleMania making news. It was in the newspaper the next day. The same with WrestleMania 2. And WrestleMania 3 actually made the evening news like that night. Um, and the next day it was in all the papers. Andre the Giant getting signed by Hulk Hogan. 93,000 people. Pontiac Silverdome. We all know it. Uh, it's, it's pretty much folklore today. And... Uh, that was the one I saw maybe first because it came out of Coliseum video uh, maybe about four or five months after WrestleMania. So other than that, I just sort of watched the fallout happen on Saturday Night's main event. And, you know, I just got to tell you that uh, WrestleMania is the best time of the year. Uh, I've been, like, even today alone, I watched WrestleMania and WrestleMania 2. I'm on right now. <laughs> and... Uh, it just sort of makes me think a lot of things. But this year is special because this year on the road to WrestleMania, I'm actually going to WrestleMania. 
uh, courtesy of We Watch Wrestling Podcast. I'm going down to join them in all their festivities and to take part in their uh, curricular activities. And I'm stoked about it. Uh, I just saw the our seats today or yesterday. And uh, yeah, brings tear to my eyes that I'm finally going to get to see a WrestleMania. Because I never thought it would happen in a lifetime. Uh, you know, not unless I came to Toronto again. And I missed the first two in Toronto. And there's no excuse for missing the first two in Toronto. There's, well... <coughs> Sorry about that. There's no excuse for missing the first two. First one, maybe, because I was a kid. I was probably in about grade, uh, I want to say grade uh, 10 or grade, yeah, probably grade 10 when the first one happened. But the second one happened, come on. That was like, I had a driver's license by that point. I had come down for Toronto for concerts. I could have came down for WrestleMania, and it's a big regret that I never went to that WrestleMania. Just like it's a big regret I never went on to the Montreal Screwjob, and I could have did that too. But, eh, you know, life changes, life is weird, things happen. Um, but yeah, but WrestleMania comes around once a year, and this year it's kind of special because I am getting to go. So I've been watching a lot of WrestleManias lately, and today I watched the first one. And the second one. And uh, I have a lot of questions. A lot of questions and a lot of memories. So uh, join me today on the road to WrestleMania. That's the uh, This is the issue. I'm flying solo. And uh, I'm on the road to WrestleMania right now. Right now on my TV. Gorilla Monsoon and Kathy Lee Crossbird. Crossbird. <laughs> Kathy Lee Crosby. From That's Incredible. And she was incredible. Believe me. Oh, fantastic. And the match that I'm going on to right now is the uh, the tag team match between uh, the Dream Team and the British Bulldogs. And speaking of the British Bulldogs, uh, congratulations to Davy Boy Smith, uh, the British Bulldog himself, as this year he's being inducted into the Hall of Fame. And I got to tell you, I'm very excited that he's going into the Hall of Fame. Um, I don't know who will induct him. Will it be Bret Hart? Will it be his son? Uh, maybe his son will accept the award. Uh, but I'll tell you one thing. There ain't no way that Diana Hart is not getting on that stage. Diana Hart will be on that stage, and she will be speaking for the British Bulldog or uh, at some point. Um, this is just another person that needs to be in there that's going to make it closer to get Owen Hart in there. You know, the fact that Bret's in there, Davey's in there, you know, Owen deserves to be in there, and I'm sure that's something that comes up every year. But again, Martha Hart, let just not let. Please let Owen go in the Hall of Fame, make all the wrestling fans happy. I don't know. That's the way I feel from a wrestling fan point of view. But as uh, a person that lost uh, their husband uh, due to a wrestling error, um, I understand. Well, no, I, I kind of understand, but, you know, I I get it. But at the same time, it's like, come on, like, everything that you have so far was from, was paved, was from Owens Wrestling, you know? Uh, why can't you, if you acknowledge that, what, I, I don't know. I'm just, I just wish he could be in the Hall of Fame. Ozzy Osbourne is in the middle of the ring right now, jumping up and down. 
it looks like he has Parkinson's back then, and he's just been told he has it now. Uh, from those of you who don't know, Ozzy Osbourne is in WrestleMania 2. He's in the British Bulldogs uh, corner. And um, many years later, when asked about WrestleMania, he said, I have no fucking clue what you're talking about. Uh, that was, I started out doing Ozzy Osbourne there as a, uh, Sharon! You know, I started off talking about like he Ozzy has no idea that he was ever at WrestleMania. It's not like Alice Cooper in WrestleMania three who remembers everything about it, but Ozzy Osbourne has no idea uh, what WrestleMania is or uh, or when he was there. So WrestleMania one, let's take a look at that. Let's think about that for a little bit. Uh, that was the big gamble, and when you go back and you watch it, you're like, is this even a WrestleMania? There are preliminary matches. Um, you know, the idea about WrestleMania is most, you know, most matches, yeah, ide- idealistically, the way it's become, should be a uh, a main event or a semi-main event. Like, there should be more than one main event <coughs> in a WrestleMania. I think that's what they discovered by WrestleMania 2, by running three different cards in three different cities and by having three different main events. Um, WrestleMania 1 had basically... Two main events that I would consider, and uh, well, maybe three main events. Depend. Yes, I would say three main events for the original WrestleMania. Maybe you might not disagree, but when you look back at the time, uh, I would say the main events would have had to been the the main event: Hulk Hogan, Mr. T, uh, against Paul Orndorff, <coughs> and uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper with Jimmy Snuka and uh, Cowboy Bob Orton. In the corners, um, I would also say Andre the Giant versus Big John Studd for $15,000. Body slam contest. If Andre doesn't body slam Big John Studd, he will retire. I think that's the main event. And uh, because of the hype of the rock and wrestling connection, and because of the hype involving Cyndi Lauper's uh, involvement in the feud and the match... I would say that uh, uh, Wendy Richter versus Leilani Kai for the world's uh, women's world title would could arguably be named as a um, as a main event as well. And wouldn't that be crazy if we said it was? Because that would change the entire course of history, where no women have main evented in, in a WrestleMania. Now, however. The women that did a main event at WrestleMania went on last, but uh, is it is it is it the main event if it goes on last, or is it a forgotten match if the la- if the last match happens a day later? I don't know. There's something to think about. No, that's just kidding. That was my probably my favorite match at WrestleMania uh, last year, uh, despite its finish uh, going into last year. Uh, Ronda Rousey was easily my favorite wrestle uh, was favorite my was my favorite wrestler at WrestleMania. Uh, this year, going in WrestleMania so far, my favorite wrestler is uh, Brock Lesnar, and uh, especially after an amazing Royal Rumble appearance. So we got preliminary matches, and in uh, the first match, it was uh, Tito Santana versus the Executioner, and I often wonder who the Executioner is. Who's who's this slim guy under a mask? And it looks like he was, you know, it's like the old adage. It's like uh, 
Never show up to the never show up to a wrestling match. If you're a wrestler and you go to a wrestling match, you always bring your gear because you never know when they're going to need you. And uh, I don't know if, if the executioner was supposed to be on the match or not, but uh, it was Buddy Rose. Uh, Buddy Rose who would later go on to held the AWA title, tag team title, with uh, with Doug Summers. And uh, and then they would get defeated by the Rockers, the Midnight Rockers, eventually. Um, yeah, so Santana won using a figure four leg lock, which is something that doesn't happen very often for Ric Flair, but uh, with Tino Santana, uh, quite a, quite a few times. Um, King Kong Bundy uh, beat uh, SD Jones in nine seconds, which is odd because I rewound it and went back and timed it from bell to bell. I got 21 seconds. <clears throat> now, I know there's a difference between uh, centimeters and inches and metric in the imperial system, but I don't think nine seconds in America is 21 seconds in Canada. I don't think there's an exchange rate there. Uh, all these years, I thought I just took it as it was nine seconds that that match happened, and, to, and the honest truth, 21 seconds. How do I remember it as nine seconds? Probably because I was told. Or maybe it's another case of the Macho Mandela effect, as we've seen it happen time and time and time again. For example, the Macho Mandela effect. Everybody talks about the time on the bar uh, on the time on the barber shop where Shawn Michaels kicked Marty Jannetty through the window. Well, that never happened. He didn't kick him through the window. He super kicked him in the face. And then he went to throw him out the window, but Marty Jannetty got so scared, he jumped out the window to save himself. That's what Bobby Heenan said. Um, it's amazing how we remember one thing and another thing actually happened. So Rick Steamboat went up against Matt Bourne. Matt Bourne at this point looks good. He uh, kind of looks like a young DiBiase. He's got that dark beard, but with the blondish hair. He's got a good chest hair going on. Uh, he might have been wearing gloves like Ted DiBiase. Um, like not Ted DiBiase as we know him now, or later on as a million dollar man. I mean Ted DiBiase, uh, back in uh, his uh, Southern days, where he'd wear a black glove in the USWA, or you know, or in the NWA days. Um, I watched this match against Ricky Steamboat, who looks ripped, by the way, and uh, and it just makes me wonder, you know. You know, you start the match, and if you don't know it's Matt Bourne, you might look at him and be like, who's this clown? <laughs> and, of course, you know that that clown is Doink. It's amazing to me that a second-generation wrestler, you know, would one day be in makeup and be known for the rest of his career as Doink the Clown um, because of WWE creative. And, uh, you know, uh, I just think that's incredible and insane at the same time. So... Anyways, um, David Sammartino with Father Brutus Beefcake. I mean, with Father Brutus Beefcake. I'm sorry, Brutus Beefcake's not a father. He's a brother. Um, so anyways, what happens here? Bruno Sammartino and David Sammartino. Brutus Beefcake and Johnny Valiant. Beefcake versus Sammartino. I wonder what this was like, you know, because uh, Brutus at this point is fresh new to the WWE. 
You know he's in there on a favor by Hogan. Uh, Hogan's probably like, brother, they're talking about you and San Martino in the garden for WrestleMania. And Brutus would be like, oh, my God, Hulkster, that's the... I don't do a Brutus impersonation. Oh, my God, Hulkster, that's the best. Uh, oh, my God. Me and San Martino. Wait a minute, brother. It's David San Martino. What? David San Martino. Yeah, yeah, but you can get in. You can get into it with Bruno there if you want to. And then Johnny's like, ah, if anybody's going to get it in with Bruno, it's going to be me. I'm going to get the heat. You know, because there's no bigger wrestler than Bruno San Martino in, in the garden. And, uh, well, until Hulk Hogan comes out later on. But at that time, only Bruno San Martino got the pops the way he got them. And he was getting the biggest pop of WrestleMania that night until the main event. And uh, and all of a sudden, these guys kind of have the longest match, it felt like, um, in a very Bruno-style match. And then, of course, Bruno gets into it. And this would lead to a rematch uh, that you could see on, uh, I think, the, the Volume 3 of Coliseum Videos, best of the WWF. Um, you know, Junkyard Dog uh, wrestled Greg Valentine. And uh, it looked like, uh, I don't know, Valentine pinned Junkyard Dog and then Junkyard Dog won or something like that. Yeah, they're trying to set, they, they, they're just trying to keep the belt on Greg so they can have, go, I think, uh, have another run with Tito. Volkov and the Iron Sheik uh, lose the title, I think. Oh, no, no, they won the title. Did they win the title? Hold on there. I. Well, they beat Rotundo and Barry Windham, the U.S. Express, and it wasn't very long after that when Windham was gone, and uh, that tag team was destroyed, which kind of sucks because uh, they were a great tag team, and uh, yeah, so yeah, so here we go. Uh, wow, it says here, uh, I'm on Wikipedia sort of going through this as uh, as I'm watching WrestleMania 2 while I do this, and uh, it says main events, so I was right, the three main events. Well, that's, uh, well, I, I'm really impressed with myself because I would consider all them main events. So, so there we have it. The According to Wikipedia, the first woman's main event in WrestleMania history is Leilani Kai versus uh, Wendy Richter with um, Fabulous Moolah and uh, David Wolf and uh, Sandy Lauper. So, Lua Bano. Um, so, that's exciting. That's uh, That's exciting. Uh, the main event with Hogan and uh, and Snuka. Uh, so, I mean, uh, well, that's another thing too. Is like Jimmy Snuka was hot as hell at that time, and they put him in as the ring manager or like the ringman. Uh, the same with Paul. Uh, Paul, I mean, uh, Cowboy or Bob Orton. And uh, it kind of sucks for Superfly that he didn't get uh, you know a better match out of that, but. You know, maybe he's being punished for something like, uh, I don't know, like murdering his girlfriend at the time. Or who knows, who knows. Hey, allegedly, allegedly. Um, Mr. T, of course, we all know, almost didn't show up. Panic, anxiety, was afraid. Uh, had to deal with all these nerves about being in this world. And at the same time, you got Roddy Piper, who just doesn't like him and takes... Uh, I don't know. I don't even. I, he's kind of insulted that Mr. T's there, and uh, 
and and Roddy Piper and them they worked them over hard and real. They uh, you know they were worried and uh, and Mr. T was worried that he was going to get hurt, but uh, in the end, it all turned out very good and was entertaining. And I'll tell you, um, back then I might have been a Mr. T, missed a bigger Mr. T fan than I was a Hulk Hogan fan. If there was no Mr. T, I don't even think I would have been into wrestling because it was Mr. T that entered the wrestling world that made my mother come down the stairs one day and tell me Mr. T's on wrestling. Hey, yeah, that's right. My mom watched wrestling while I went down to the basement at lunch hour on Saturdays and and watched um, <clears throat> I watched CBS's I don't know lunchtime storybook hour with Willie Tyler Floyd and Lester while my brother and my mom watched wrestling upstairs and then one time she's like Mr. T's on wrestling Mr. T's on wrestling and I took off uh, like a bat out of the hell out of the basement and ran upstairs like what 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 uh, who's that guy? It's Hulk Hogan. Oh, maybe a new hero on the horizon. The British Bulldogs just beat the, uh, just lost to the Dream Team. I remember when I watched this, I was mad. I was kind of mad because Bulldogs were such a better team than Beefcake and uh, Valentine. But when you look back, Beefcake and Valentine turned out to be a pretty good team. Dynamite Kid takes the biggest bump off the uh, top rope. He takes a headbutt, and he flies right off onto the floor. And like Ozzy, I don't think he remembered being at WrestleMania 2 for the longest time either. Oh, Kathleen Crosby is getting into the, the uh, ring. She's in this jumpsuit. It looks like she was driving a Lamborghini at the start of Can Cannonball Run. And uh, I'm not saying it looks horrible. I mean, it looks... It looks fantastic, uh, but nobody's even got to Dynamite Kid, who's still lying on the floor while all this hoopla goes out. They're now attending to him. His face is busted open. Uh, he, c he can barely stand. He's definitely concussed at this point, you know, like, <laughs> and who would have thought that Dynamite Kid, the more reckless one, would be the one that would live longer? How sad is that? Captain Lou's cutting a promo. He's got the 16th championship of his management career. Ozzy Osbourne now. Ozzy said, fantastic, man. British Bulldogs forever. It would be awesome if they could bring in Ozzy to induct him as the British Bulldog. Or Maybe they should bring in Sting, his old tag team partner from WCW. Maybe you've seen the flair for gold where Sting is cooking. The British Bulldog is cooking. WCW is cooking. And uh, and then all of a sudden the Shockmaster comes out. Um, the aftermath. Uh, Andre versus uh, Stud. Probably, if you ask me, is the best match, at least my favorite match of uh, the first WrestleMania, followed by the main event. Um, fantastic, fantastic uh, match. 
And, uh, you know, the fallout of that, um, you know, well, we know uh, the original screw job was not in Montreal. Uh, Wendy Richter was a victim of it. Fabulous Moolah put on a mask, uh, came out as the Spider Woman, and uh, defeated Wendy Richter. Um, took the title back. And, uh, yeah, we were on WrestleMania 2, where Piper and Mr. T would carry on their feud. And uh, Hulk Hogan would go on. But oddly enough, in between WrestleMania 1 and 2, Hogan had a brilliant feud with Paul Orndorff. And I honestly believe that the Paul Orndorff feud would have made for a better main event at WrestleMania 2 than the King Kong Bundy feud. Um, hey, the Paul Orndorff feud only drew 78,000 in Toronto, Ontario. Now, what was WrestleMania 2? 16,000 where Hogan was? I don't know. And if you ask me, too, WrestleMania 2, you had three different shows. Um, let's see. We're going to go to them right now. Three different shows. Uh, what show do you think was the best? Do you think the New York feed was the best, the Chicago feed, or do you think, um, or do you think the, the, the L.A. feed was the best? Uh, let us know. I'm curious to what you think the best. Uh, I think personally, I think the uh, the Chicago one was the best, and um, yeah, that's how I feel. I feel the best match is the British Bulldogs match, and uh, the best well, and the Battle Royal. I think the Battle Royal is the best thing ever. I absolutely love it. I love the NFL mixture. Um, I love that. Chicago Bear Russ Francis thought it was real and uh, he was in the ring much longer than he was supposed to and at one point Andre really hits him hard and he feels it and staggers around bobble, wobbly eyed for a while uh, it's best they're going to, they're going they're about to go home uh, Brett and the Anvil are in the ring with Andre they look behind them this fucking jackass Russ Francis still in the ring they're trying to get him out, and he's running under their legs. He's like a, a, a mouse scouring in a, a, a kitchen, trying to get away from two guys with brooms, you know, and it's absolutely hilarious. And then finally, and they, you know, they, 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 they finally throw him out, and because he's trying not to go out, um, he goes out really hard and snaps his neck on the bottom rope of the friggin' uh, kind of gets a little whiplash and has to be attended to on the way out and it's like good for you you fucking idiot it's not a real $25,000 purse you idiot and there's I, I don't know if they told the wrestlers that they probably didn't tell the wrestlers that you know because uh who's gonna beat Andre the Giant no one uh so that was the second main event of uh the first main event was uh, of of WrestleMania two was Mr. T and uh and Roddy Piper in a boxing match. And now we're in LA where the main event is Hogan versus Bundy. And I think doing the commentary right now is Lee Marshall, who uh did the commentary one series one year on a show called Comedy Now, uh that was uh, a bunch of comedy specials for Canadian comics. And he was the uh, the voice announcer for that show. Now, I had one of those later on, but I did not get lucky enough to have Lee Marshall uh, introduce me into my special. 
Because if I did, I would be thrilled with it. But I didn't, because Lee Marshall eventually would go on to be a pretty much legendary AWA ref, uh, which is weird. Kind of did it backwards. So, um, you know, the dying years of AWA, you know, whether at the, the Riverboat Fantasy fucking place in Vegas, Renegade, whatever it was called, uh, Lee Marshall was always the guy to um, to be the announcer then. I'm looking at this ref in this Hercules Hernandez-Ricky Steamboat match, which actually is a good matchup for a good, like, this is your number one match in the L.A. portion. And uh, Hercules Hernandez was always great to watch as far as I was concerned. And uh, Ricky Steamboat is just a fucking, well, Steamboat's a dreamboat. I'll just say it right now. I love Ricky Steamboat. Even though I've had him on the show and he calls me a hobo. Oh, Ricky. I wonder if I'm going to run into him at WrestleMania. That's the thing. I'm still, the more and more I think about WrestleMania coming up, I know we got a lot going on. We're going to see New Japan. We're going to see, I think, GCW. Uh, I I think we're going... I don't think we're going to the Hall of Fame. I think we're going to another card, which kind of... I don't know how I feel about that. Actually, I feel great about it because uh, I'm just lucky to be going. But kind of, there's like now that Bulldog's going in and uh, Hulk Hogan's going in for a second time as Hollywood Hogan, um, it's kind of like a Hall of Fame that I, that I really would like to be a part of. However, um, there's other wrestling to be a part of as well. That's the thing about WrestleMania or the WWE, whenever one of the big four shows are on, every other wrestling organization will follow them and put their shows on as well. So when you're coming in from Canada or when you're coming in from New Zealand or when you're coming in from uh, wherever you're England, wherever you're traveling from, um, not only can you get WWE, you could get New Japan, you could get Ring of Honor, uh, you could get, uh, you know, I don't think AEW is doing anything near WWE, but, um, you know, I'm sure uh, MLW will be running a show. Uh, it's just a very exciting time. Like at SummerSlam, I saw a show, Sm uh, Progress UK versus Smash Ontario Wrestling. And those are the local wrestlers I see. And they were pretty much wrestling NXT UK. Tori Storm, uh, Devlin, uh, Mustache Mountain, Walter. They were all on the card. And it was insane. It's insane when you go to these smaller cards. The matches you're going to see because everybody's trying to outdo WrestleMania. Uh, it's a fantastic, fantastic weekend. Uh, not only that, there's WrestleCon, and we watch wrestling. We'll be at WrestleCon, so we'll be a part of it. But I'm wondering what wrestlers am I going to see at WrestleCon? Because I have a bucket list of wrestlers. Well, there's wrestlers that I want to smoke weed with. Bro. And... There's wrestlers that I just want to meet. Uh, very high on the list of just wanting to meet is Jerry Lawler. I really would love to meet Jerry Lawler. Um, also very high on the list of wrestlers to meet. Um, let's see who else. Who else was I thinking of today? Uh, I've met Ricky Steamboat. 
But Jerry Lawler is definitely one. Uh, I'm just, oh my God, I was thinking about it today, and now I'm gone blank on it. Oh my God. Hmm. Well, obviously, Aaron Anderson, I would like to meet him, but I don't think he'll be there because he's with AEW. Um, Roddy Piper, I can't meet him, unfortunately. Uh, Jeepers, Barry Windham. I'd like to meet Barry Windham. That would be a treat. Um, Who else would I like to meet? Who would you like to meet if you're out there? You're going to WrestleCon. You see all these wrestlers there. Um, Stone Cold. I would love to re-meet Stone Cold. Um, who else? Oh, jeepers. I don't even know. But I don't know why I can't forget. I, like, I, I know I have a WWF magazine with Brutus Beefcake on the cover. And I'd like to get that autographed. Because I like getting WWF magazine covers autographed. Oh, I remember Rick Martell. I hope Rick Martell is at WrestleCon. I think he lives in Florida, and I would love to meet Ricky Martell. He is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Um, yeah, if I can meet Rick Martell at WrestleMania, oh, boy, uh, when I met Ray Ruscio a couple of years ago at Survivor Series, oh, I was so excited. I can only imagine the excitement on meeting Rick Martell. How busy can the Rick Martell be? Oh, who am I doubting? Rick Martell would be very busy. Great career in the WWE. Is he in the Hall of Fame? I don't know. I can't even remember. He should be in the Hall of Fame. There's this picture of the AWA locker room, and they're all posing together. And it's I think it's about 1982. <clears throat> and when you look at that roster, you're like, how did these guys fucking tank it? And then you realize not even a year later, three quarters of that pitcher would be in the WWF. Vince McMahon like took them all. Even took Mean Gene, the fucking announcer. Even took Ken Resnick, the fucking announcer. Took Hogan. Took everyone. Bobby Heenan. Took everyone. It's crazy. The, 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 all the wrestlers that you see and all the wrestlers that would go to the WWE, uh, it is quite amazing that at one time the AWA had amassed and had all that talent, you know, because Hulkamania did not did not start in the WWF. It started in, in, in the AWA, and Hogan was the one making T-shirts. Hogan was one of the first guys to do merchandise. That's why Vince and Hogan got around. They got, they got it. Uh, it's kind of cool as I'm watching Hercules Hernandez right now go to the top rope on Ricky Steamboat. That ain't going to happen. But uh, Ricky Schroeder sure is excited in the back. Oh, I tell you, Ricky Schroeder better look out because if Abdullah the Butcher is on this card, oh, he might have a silver spoon or two down his pants. I'll tell you that. I pause for laughter after jokes in case you're wondering what I do. Um... It was cool because I was uh, in L.A. last time I was in there, and as we were driving uh, to the airport, we passed the uh, Los Angeles Memorial Sports Arena, and I took a picture of it because uh, that kind of thing, you know, I'm like, oh, my God, cool, you know, like, 
I was sitting down by the uh, the Los Angeles Olympic Stadium, and um, as I was sitting there, I didn't even realize that that was it until I pulled Uber up and I looked at Uber and it said Olympic Stadium. I was like, oh my god, it's the Olympic Stadium, you know, where uh, the Olympics happened, and uh, you know, that's where Ben Johnson came uh, won a bronze. And, uh, you know, four years later, he would win the gold. Of course, he didn't get to keep it. We all know that because uh, Carl Lewis cheated as well. And the American spiked his beer. Uh, if you don't know that, go watch the documentary. Uh, what is it? Uh, 9.78 or 9.87 uh, or 9.89? No, it's 9.79. I don't know. It's the time that Ben Johnson ran the, uh, the um, 100 meters that year when he destroyed Carl Lewis. Everybody in that uh, race was on steroids. That's what the documentary proves. And, um, you know, Ben Ben Johnson was the only one that was really penalized for it because he got caught. But he didn't really get caught. He got set up. It's great. It's almost like wrestling. It's like so, uh, you know, everybody's so jacked up on roids. There's nothing real about it. It's fake. Um, I feel like the best matches... In um, in WrestleMania two, for each place, um, let me see. When I think about it, so uh, Morocco and Orndorff. Oh yes, that's when Morocco. Um, yeah, and Orndorff fought to a double countout. I, I guess our uh, Orndorff. Well, wait, wait, what? What? Like, that's that. Who was the heel and who was the face in that? George Steele was uh, defeated or lost to Randy Savage. Jake Roberts was uh, made his debut, I think, or maybe not his debut, but his WrestleMania debut against George Wells. Um, then the boxing match. Uh, so I guess like Morocco and Orndorff are probably the best match there, and then <coughs> Corporal Kirshner, Nikolai Volkov. Uh, the, again. The Chicago one has the British Bulldogs match as well as the uh, main event um, of Andre the Giant in the um, in the you know Battle Royal. There's Uncle Elmer in the ring right now, and he's going up against Adrian Adonis. And uh, this is a match I would uh, be at the popcorn stand for right now. Um, so the best Chicago was the best out of the three because you got everybody got four matches, and Chicago got two main events, having the, the battle royal and the British Bulldogs. But the main event technically would be the battle royal. Uh, tag team wouldn't be the main event. Uh, Mr. T versus Roddy Piper is the main event, and of course Hogan uh, versus Bundy also uh, the main event. And uh, Hogan defeated Bundy by escaping the cage. Why does Hulk Hogan have to escape anyone? Um, you know I, that's why I like. Uh, the NWA cage matches where they actually pin people that rather than trying to constantly get out and escape, like you're in the cage, you're in the cage for a reason. It's because the guy kept leaving. So why would the rule about being in a cage be to continue to leave when the problem is them leaving? Uh, why would you still allow them to leave to win? That doesn't make any sense. The cage should be there to keep them in the ring and to keep people out of the ring and pinfalls and submissions 
Uh, submissions shouldn't count, but pinfalls should count. Uh, that's the way I feel about that. But the drama that it creates when you're trying to leave is often a beautiful thing, but technically, storyline-wise, does it make sense? Hmm. Just a little something there. What did you prefer? I'll tell you right now, uh, this WrestleMania is the first appearance of the big blue cage, the Hulk Hogan steel cage, and um, not a fan. Not a fan of the big blue cage. Always a fan of the uh, the fencing. Uh, the ideal fence that you could see in your backyard would be the cage that they build out of the thing. It just seems to me like less blood during the uh, big blue matches than there were with the real steel cage matches. Um... Ricky Steamboat and Hercules Hernandez was a good match. The Funks against uh, JYD and Tito Santana. It's just a throw-together match, Hulk Hogan versus Bundy. That was actually a good match as well. Uh, but again, Chicago was the best overall. And uh, that is pretty much that. That brings us, that's the two, that's the two, uh, you know, the two, Two WrestleManias. And there's a quote here that says, uh, King Kong Bunny versus Hulk Hogan felt more like Saturday Night's main event. And I do believe that as well. Um, I think the main events the, that delivered were the one was the one in Chicago, the Battle Royal. Uh, other than that, I think WrestleMania 2 was uh, kind of lackluster. Um, you know, but WrestleMania about that time, by by the time WrestleMania two was done, WrestleMania three is on the horizon, um, not the Rosemont horizon, but the horizon um, in uh, Pontiac, Michigan, where they would uh, Andre the Giant, who was the star of the first two WrestleManias, would be uh, the biggest star of uh, WrestleMania three, as uh, Hogan and Andre. Um, would face each other in front of 93,000 fans at the Pontiac Silverdome. However, folks, we're out of time on the road to WrestleMania. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this. Next week, maybe I have a guest. Maybe I don't. Maybe the road to WrestleMania is just one man walking alone until he hooks up with Vince Averill and Matt McCarthy from We Watch Wrestling, and then we do some damage in Tampa. Until then, folks, thanks for joining me. Thanks for letting me put a headlock on your ears, and uh, and uh, I'll see you next week as we continue the road to WrestleMania. Out. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Never Sleeps Network.